I literally, literally was playing. I was literally playing Apex uh, before I came on here. I got into a situation where I was one v one with someone, and the Octane literally tried to pull a three sixty no scope off on me. Nice, and I killed him because <laughs> he deserved it. Nice. Like literally jumped around the corner and 360 with a peacemaker and I just shot him in the head and he died. It was like that scene out of Indiana Jones. Great. It is the 15th of October 2019 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. We should probably do a, a warning up front. There's going to be Destiny conversation happening here. but we're going There's to, going to be a lot of Destiny conversation. But we're going to move it to the end. So if you're not interested, yeah. you'll hear when it starts and you can skip a little bit. But we're going to have to... Well, no, it's, some... basically, it's basically going to be probably the back half of the podcast. So we're going to do everything I... up until the break. And then... I, I mean, not to not to, not to ruin part of the conversation, but I don't know if there's that much to talk about. I have a lot to say about Destiny. Okay, is it just you um, being incredibly happy that you've got all the good guns already? No, I, I I specifically wanted to delay the podcast a week so that I could experience both the the new stuff and the, the post new stuff, like the actual right. grind, the so game. I could give a comprehensive overview of Destiny as it stands. Okay, fifteenth. Go. Cool. You get to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Good, okay. So yeah, season three of Apex Legends came out last week, I think. Uh, came out around the, same the, day as, the same day as Destiny. Same day so as Destiny. Yep. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember what the season's called now. They all have dumb names. I can't three. remember what it is. is it's it called season Melting three. Point? Breakpoint? I can't remember what it is. Melting Point but, is good because the map's like fire and ice, right? Yeah, so, so the, the big thing this season is that they have a completely brand new map. Blasphemy! Out of Kings Canyon, I know. What kind of Battle Royale game is this with more than one map? Well, it's kind of like they're doing it because it's tied into the the lore, quote-unquote. Because, like, the whole point is that the new character, Crypto, fucked up Kings Canyon so much that they had to go somewhere else. Right. So they're now going... Over to what they call—I can't remember the new area now—but it really has been—it really has been a couple of weeks for games that have more extensive lore than I gave them credit for. Like I didn't realize yeah. they'd got that far into Apex. Like, yeah, like there's actually, a lot of stuff in Apex. And then I—I was—I ended up in a rabbit hole of like Overwatch deep lore somehow. I can't remember. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Shadow keeps coming out. I should probably pay attention to some of the lore because I knew all these names and watched the yeah, first. That's... 45 minutes of that four-hour video and went, who the fuck are these people? And there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff took, in Destiny. Yeah. Like, in the, the start of that, I realise we've just started talking about it, but fuck it. Like, it took... What? Well, like, so the, the video I watched starts with, like, the, the Book of Sorrows, like, the old, old yeah. shit. So, as a... As a as- as a point, this is a four-hour comprehensive yes. lore video put out by YouTuber called My Name Is Bife, who yeah. is very, very good at making it's Destiny lore videos. It's an excellent video. It's an yeah. really well-made video, but it's four hours, right? Yeah, and this is basically hours. everything up to Shadowkeep, it seems like. Yeah. And it starts with the Book of Sorrows, which is like the Destiny Old Testament, from what I can tell. And it took uh, kind of, yeah. 25 minutes 
in before they said the word crota, and I went, oh, that dude. What? The, 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 the whole first 25 minutes is telling the story of how the hive became the hive. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they, they started, because the, the video starts and they put up three, pe- three hive people, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah. we're going to start talking about the history of the hive, and then they called them something that wasn't the hive. Yeah, there were the people before that. Anyway, whose name I can't Sorry, remember. Apex, Apex <laughs> Legends. Sorry, so, yeah, yes. New map. Uh, new map is really really cool. It's a kind of it's got a fire and ice theme. So there's a lot of I hear people are, areas. I hear people are abusing the train. The train's really funny. Like the train's great. <laughs> okay. But the, there's a lot of the maps like split. There's like some frozen over areas and some lava based areas. But it's all kind of themed around there being like a city research area sort of idea where there's like lab areas and then big cities um maps are a lot more open there's a lot more big space to like move around in as opposed to like really tight areas in king's canyon i heard that snipers are having a field day so far so yeah yeah the the meta quote-unquote has shifted to more long-range engagements right so a lot of sniping, a lot of that um, hyper rifles and stuff like that. Luckily, because the new gun is also a sniper rifle. Uh, right. Well, it's kind of a sniper rifle. It's If anybody played Titanfall 2, it's the charge rifle from Titanfall 2. Right, yeah. Um, which is like you press it and it fires out a laser and then a slug after it. Mm-hmm. And the laser does damage and the slug does a lot of damage. So you can like trace people with it. And uh-huh. hopefully it's a sniper rifle, but you can use it basically at any range. It's very good. I like the charge rifle a lot. Good. Um, so yeah, it's shifted to being more about long range stuff, which is a lot more interesting than Kings Canyon, where it was all like really close AR shotgun based fighting, yeah, yeah. which was cool, but it got old after a while. Sure. Um, and yeah, the map's really good. It's a cool looking map. I I, I think it's uh, it feels a lot different to Kings Canyon, and it is a revitalization of the game. That yeah, I, I need want to, out of a new season. I need to get in and see it. Uh, I've seen a lot of people doing some. Like a lot of pathfinders having some fun with like sketching in the back of the train and stuff like that. And yeah, so there's the 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 coolest thing about the new map is that there's a, a monorail that runs the entire length of the map that just constantly sits and goes round and stops at stations, uh, okay. and it's like and it is always a high tier loot location. Right. So it is. Oh, even weird. At, right. At spawn, it is a high tier loot location. So if you can hit it, it's really it's kind of like the barge from King's Canyon. I was going to say, is the barge still there? Or is this a replacement? No, for it's it? just the train. The train okay. is the new barge, basically. Got you. And hitting it's a lot harder because it's faster and goes bends more. Right. So you have to like like predict it and trace it, basically. Sure. Um, and then there's a lot of things where it was like I've done it a couple of times where you land on train and you take people out. But you go to finisher them, and they just like waddle off the train, and then they're miles away because the train's going so fast. Yep. Um, so it's a cool thing. Yeah, there's a lot of pathfinders who like hooking onto the train and riding alongside it, um, yeah, doing some wild swings with it. Like, yeah, right it's, it's, you, you can slingshot yourself like a motherfucker on that thing. Yeah, it's going so fast, so you yep. just flick over it. Um, the other new thing is the new champion who is uh, crypto who is. Really, really cool. I've played a lot of games as Crypto now, and I really like him a lot. Um, he is a scout champion. He his main thing is that he has a drone that he yep. can send out, uh, and when you throw the drone out, you basically become the drone. So Crypto in the world is like completely vulnerable while using the drone. Right. The amount of times that I've like wandered into buildings and found a Crypto like fiddling with his uh, controller for the the drone right and he doesn't see you so you just walk up and kill him so, the, so you have to be very careful about how you use it so you have no like character vision while you're controlling no, the drone, you are the drone. Okay. it's all the drone and okay. um, it's like his his character has like um 
cyberpunky like wetware all across his head. Yeah, and when he when he goes into the drone, his like th- there's like a screen goes over his eyes, so it is he entirely cannot see. Gotcha. Um, so the drone can like move around and it tags enemies and like open windows and doors and boxes and stuff for you to see. Sure. Um, the drone is also a physical thing in the world, so enemies can shoot it down. Right. Um, okay. But it gives you a lot of information, and that is quite good. Like, there's a lot of engagements that me and my friends have taken where you throw out the drone and kind of hover it above to get a lay of the land and see where everybody is so we know yeah. exactly where everybody's moving. Does it ha- does it, I'm assuming it has, like, a range, right? Like, Yeah, but it's, it's, it's surprisingly long. It's longer d- than I thought it would be. Does that include height? Because it seems like yeah. the thing you should do is just put it straight up and you're going to scan the, more things that so way. So yeah, the, there's, a, there's a range between crypto and the drone, but there's also a range of like detection before it starts highlighting Got people. you, okay. And the range of detection for highlighting is quite short, so you have right. to be tactical about like hiding the drone away, but still right. close enough to be able to see the map. Right. Um, or you do the other thing, which is wait until a big engagement happens, you throw it out and no one cares because yeah. they're too busy shooting everybody else. Exactly. Um. The, so his ultimate is that the drone um, EMPs, yep. so there's like a charge time where it like charges up and it fires an EMP. It can get destroyed during the charge time, which is always a bad thing. So right. you have to do it quite well. But when the EMP goes off, is massive slow, massive shield damage, and they can't use their abilities, and it disables all traps. Ooh, um, like that's so like there's, caustic traps and... Yeah, caustic traps, Watson traps, like all of these things that are based like that, you throw the drone in. Like we did it a couple of times where it was like me versus two other teams and they were holed up in a room. So you just EMP the room uh-huh. and their traps don't work. So then you just run in after them. Right. It's, it's very powerful. Um, yeah. Sounds it. Huh. Crypto's super, super fun. I like him a lot. And cool. he's definitely becoming one of my like go-tos. Does like he feel him and, him and caustic and uh, lifeline? Or, like, does he feel, so what, like what's your, what's your counter so far to like how people been getting you? Is it just like the fact that you don't shoot the drone? That's the the main thing. So does that like so? I'm assuming the drone has a timer, like no. Um, so the time like the that, drone once you throw the drone out, it's there. Like it just stays there. But like, does it have an amount? Of t- oh right. So like, can you then no, call, it, call it back it, and stuff like that? Yeah. So there's a, there's a recall where you can send it back to yourself. But um, if the but drone it, gets it, destroyed, then there's then a cooldown cool down on you being able to throw it on again. And yeah. it's is it long? Uh, it's like 20, 30 seconds, I think. Wow. But, huh. Okay. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe maybe less than that, but I can't actually remember what it is. No, I mean I was going to say that would be too short. Like, oh no, no, it's it's the right amount of time because if they like if you get scanned by a crypto drone, it comes up on the screen saying like drone detected, so they know oh, you're there. Okay. So once once you have been scanned, they know there's a crypto around, so they can go find you. So if they destroy the drone, they can find you pretty easily and take right, you out. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That sounds alright. He's really cool. He's a super good guy. Yeah, the the new season's been fun. Uh, they've gotten better about season rewards since the like season one that was really really bad. Yeah. Um, but three now has like there's a lot of like cool custom stuff as opposed to it all just being like color changes and stuff for yeah. everybody's skins. It's now like the skins are really custom. All the legendary skins are like really dramatic. Like there's one that turns a lifeline into a demon and stuff like that. Right. It's, right. They're they they're getting better about making the the value proposition of the season pass but I mean, very so, good. And but I mean, some of the skins that are up for sale are still like it's still twenty quids, right? For like some legendary skins and things like that, or is it like fifteen? I mean, well, no, because if they come up in the store, then yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but that's what I mean the 
the legendaries that are associated with the season pass are level based, so you have yeah, to yeah. get but, to but them. They still have like the rotating store that includes stuff in the season pass, right? I don't know if it includes stuff in the season pass. Oh, okay. Because that would maybe defeat the purpose. I, I, it definitely includes legendaries and stuff from elsewhere. Right. But I don't know if it includes stuff for the season pass. Oh, it would make um, sense that the stores like previous season passes is probably yeah, actually how you do it. Okay. That would that probably be more likely. Okay. Um, and they have their their Halloween event is coming up. I was going to say, is that that's soon, right? Yeah, it, it has to be because Halloween's pretty soon. Um, oh God, right. So they're talking about like they've they've released statements about the the premium ver- like not the premium version of that but the same thing they did for the other event that happened where everybody got super outraged at like the price of boxes and stuff like that yeah um they're doing that again and but like only a little bit better and people are still really so mad. what, what so did that involve i didn't see that thing from the previous season so it was so they had like they had a bunch of cosmetics that were only available in these specific event packs Right. That you could only buy the event packs and because they're packs, they're still random chance. So it's like unlikely sure. that you're gonna get the thing that you want. But then there was also the uh Bloodhound Heirloom, which was a it changed their melee weapon to a hatchet and gave them like a unique finisher to do with the hatchet and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you could only get that if you unlocked every item associated with the event pack. And, e- oh. and then when you unlocked every item, you then had to pay another, I think, ten pounds or something Whoa. to get the heirloom. Yeah, so it was a, it was a scam. It was like a super like, do not yeah. do this. This is crazy sort of thing. So they've sort of wound it back now, and I think they've cut the price of the packs, and they've said you get the heirloom if you get all the items. You'll have to pay an additional thing, but you still but have to pay still, for the packs, right? Yeah, it's still wicked expensive to buy these very specific limited time offer packs. How do they handle? How do they handle dupes in those packs? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't have enough of it to because if I have seen because it's one thing to be like like Overwatch boxes where you just get them randomly and like if you get dupes, fine. But if I'm paying for a box, like I would, I bear like. One, I wouldn't pay for a box. But two, if I yeah. was paying for a box, I would definitely want it to be three new things or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I can't speak to how they handle Oof. the because, the dupes thing because right before you was, have a box, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. no, I bought I bought one event box. I think last. Oh, really? Time. Okay. And I got I got a legendary out of it, so I was like, okay, that's enough. That's fine. And Fair so enough. I left it there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's. It's better this time, but it's still not good. So sure, and the, I'm assuming the the map is for everyone, right? Like the map appears. Yeah, and you've done the, the map is just the map now, and it's, it's also this is the map. thing I didn't understand. I didn't notice. Doesn't point out like this is like you cannot go back to King's um, nope. whatever it's called, um, King's Canyon. King's nope. Canyon. Is Again, map for now. The, the the reason they're on the new map is because that map is fucked. Like they destroyed right. that map. Okay, it is. So Crypto blew up the repulsor tower and then all the animals came in and now it's all screwed, so they had to leave. It right. The, that's the whole so, point. so you imagine that like season four or five was going to be like the return to King's Canyon? Potentially, yeah. I assume at some point they're going to be like, oh, we're back. Look, we've cleaned everything up. It's King Canyon again. Sure. But I don't know. Is Fair the enough. thing. Did I you see at some point? That would make total sense. Speaking yeah. of Battle Royale, like, did you see the leaked images of what looks like Fortnite 2? <laughs> No, I didn't was, realize that. There's a leak of like, it's not quite Fortnite 2, but it was like, I'm just going to see if I can find, there's a image going around, it's called Fortnite Fortnite Chapter 2. 2. 
Oh, okay. So is it like a 2.0 sort of thing? Probably. But it's like, so the, the Eurogamer had a leak that was like, rebrand as Fortnite Chapter 2. Um, I could, yeah. yeah, I could... I could understand that there are and games that there are games that have had big revitalizations that have put like V two on their names and stuff. But it's, like an, that. it's interesting because they're talking about like a brand new map. But considering how much that map oh. changes constantly, like, well, yeah, fucking Gotham City's in it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, who knows? But Royale still being played, as it turns out. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the thing I've been playing um is Neo Cab finally came out. Which is a game I've been yeah. what, uh, looking at for a while. Um, it is. It's a game I also need to play. It yeah, it's so it's it's weird. Like this year has been my discovery of visual novels as a genre, not necessarily as like a <laughs> as a mechanism. You, like I did last year. Right? Yeah, kind of like you did. So like I I, I dipped my toe into Danganronpa. I like Eliza is one of my favorite games this year, and Neo Cab is is a is a visual novel, but there definitely seems to be like two levels of visual novel where there's like there's your ren pai like it looks like like it's like the, your traditional anime visual novel the thing that has been going since yes. the 90s right one of them yes and then you get the other ones and like Liza yeah, comes the, the, the visual well. novel that will potentially the visual novels that will potentially have people kissing in it yeah that exactly. sort of but I'm, I'm talking about like a traditional air quotations yeah like a me- mechanically looking like you can look right, at it yeah and go, That's it's, a it's, novel. It, it is mainly about uh, dialogue trees and there are yes. quote-unquote flag moments of that branch the path and stuff. Yeah, not a lot of animation, like a lot of static yeah. screens and a lot of whatever. Yeah. And then there's the other half, which are stuff like Neocab and what looks like Necrobarista and um, there's another game that came under this this year that I enjoyed. After Party, um, maybe? After Party, kind of, although that's, that kind of is more adventure gamey, but we don't quite know. Sure. But yeah. there's definitely that where there's like a level, they're, they're going for something different visually, even though the mechanics are still like, it's still dialogue trees. So Neocab is, um, you play as someone who's just come into... She's supposed to come in to... Uh, Lena is the main character, and she's come to um, this city called Los... I, I can never get the pronunciation. I think it's Los Hueros. I think it's how it's pronounced. But basically, she's moved from small small town to big city to right. live with her best friend, who they're estranged. She's, they had a big fight, and then they made up, and she's coming to move in here and like kind of live in the big city for a while. And she's a neocab driver, and neocab is like the last remaining kind of rideshare company that is still run that that still has human beings behind the wheel so it's f- future uber is yes the, but yeah, right. yeah but it's future uber who still have human beings so there's the the kind of main um kind of corporate overlords um people uh facsimile are capra so like they have so they run like the automated car network and all of the um like ev charging stations and they have their social network, and they have their like they're all right. of the companies okay. wrapped up into one, right? Like you don't have Amazon, your, your, me- your mega corps, yeah, they're yeah. a mega corp, and they they have a lot your of Zaibatsus. yes, they have a lot of um, power and influence in the city, um, and there's a kind of overarching story about you and um, you and your your best friend where she goes missing very quickly, and you're like you're using as you're going on these as you're doing rideshare stuff, you're finding out from different people about how what the city looks like who these people are 
what they, how people are interacting, all that kind of stuff. So there's a kind of overarching story, but then every fair that you pick up has is kind of their own little story where you hear about their life and what they're doing and their decisions and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and like a cab, like a cab driver, like a cab driver would, right? And you get yeah. like you the same same characters will appear multiple times, and sometimes they'll actually like request you specifically and all this kind of thing. Um. And then the other mechanical part of it is you have a th- you get given um, your your best friend when you meet her originally she gives you a um, I wish I could remember her name Siva Suva something like that I can't remember I've forgotten her name um, but she gives you a thing called a feel grid which is like a it's like a bracelet with like three LEDs on it or three lights okay. on it and basically what it does is it visualizes your emotional state so like. So if you imagine, Sorry, what it's called a field a field grid. Field grid, a, one word. Field grid. T- field grid okay. TM is a Capra thing. Um, but so you wear it and it visu- it visualizes your emotional state. So it's basically divides up t- into kind of four quadrants, where you've got like angry, depressed, um, calm, and happy. And as you sure. like, as you interact with with your fairs, and you go like as story stuff happens, like you will jump around in the in this field grid, and it will show you where you are at all points. And then your current mental state will also influence your dialogue choices. So there's been a couple of in- instances where like you'll be having a conversation with someone, and you'll hit one of the options, and her internal monologue will go, "I am way too fucking stressed to." get further into what's happening right now and you can only choose the other one okay so it does kind of so So you have have like emotional things driving your responses around yeah so it's a it's a layer that adds on to like some of the other kind of more systems stuff that's on there as well so obviously you're driving an electric car so you need to like keep charge of your batteries up which involves you paying for fuel which comes out of the money you're making for your ride fares and when you every time you drop off a fare you pull out your phone and it shows you the map of the city and like where all the fares are to be picked up and like obviously the further you have to drive to them and their route the more power you're taking the more money it will cost you it doesn't make up for the fare that you're the money you're going to get from the fare all that kind of stuff right also like you end up doing the thing where like obviously like well not obviously depending on how you play it like you kind of want to help the people that are that have you get you're getting these people's stories right and you want to be able to like listen to them and help and all as much as you can yeah. but also like you're managing your own internal internal mental state where like i could probably help this person one because i want to help them two because they'll give me a better five-star rating at the end of it <laughs> yeah. and also like but if i help this person that will make me more stressed which means that the next person who comes in who has information about where your friend is you might not be able to use those conversation things because your current emotional state will not let you know. Uh, so you're okay. kind of doing this kind of balance of the whole thing um and it's very cool it's got a really good look to it it's like um it's like the world is the world is all 3d but in the car like in the, in the actual car where there's like a camera like mounted to the bonnet basically looking in like all the characters and your fares are like they're like 2d animated but it took me a while to realize this because they're like multiple layers that are moving within this 3D car in this 3D city. It's a really, really cool look. Yeah. Um, and the dialogue's really, really good. It's very well written. There's a lot of different stories that that are being told in there. Um, they're very good at slipping in like what technology is available for the for this um, in this world. So, for instance, like you, one of the fairs I picked up was a woman who was going on uh, going on her first date. And she'd never met 
the guy she's she's never met in person the guy she's going with like they've just been like vid chatting the whole time right but the thing she she's she mentions a thing that you're like i have no idea what you're talking about she like she mentions like a term you don't know what you're talking about and it's basically like they have like nanomachine makeup that can like subtly change your shape of your face to give you like more of a jawline or like oh, higher wow, cheekbones okay. and stuff like that so, so there's a cyberpunk is what it's, you're oh yeah it's like it's future future shit for sure like one of the i picked up a character who had an me- entirely mechanical arm that kind of stuff great so they're, they're awesome. doing and they're, they're they're touching on some of the, a lot of the issues that well some of the issues that you would expect from this kind of time period and and the again with like rideshare and corporations and, and all that kind of stuff but they're also dealing with um kind of more slightly more personal issues where like you talk to a guy who you figure out used to work for Capra and left because like he was struggling to deal with the ethical implications of the thing he's doing and all that mm, kind of stuff. Yeah. All that kind of stuff is in there as well. Um and it's not very like again with with some visual novels, especially the like, not great ones, like it does the very binary choice, right? It's like yeah. do do you save this this bus of nuns or do you kill this bag of puppies right like it's yeah. very kind of very uh, a white. very good thing or a very yeah. evil thing as yes. opposed to great but, but there's yeah. a lot of room in here for you to kind of play there's a lot of there's a lot of like no, nothing is particularly clear as to what you're saying so you kind of just have to play lena the way you would play lena right and kind of offer your yeah. own opinions and see where that goes so there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there some really cool characters like some great just cyberpunk concepts like one of the fairs i picked up she came in. She like was presenting as presented as a woman, but she she wanted to be called Ned and was talking about how like her grandchildren, her grandchild made her sick, and she's like, she's maybe like late twenties. Oh like, sure. And you have this thing where you're like, do I call her out and like what? Do I ask what's happening here? Do I just go with it? Like what's all this yeah. stuff? Because again, you're measuring your you have a five star rating as you would as a like an Uber driver, right? And if yeah. it drops below three, you get three warnings and then you're kicked out the company. So oh, okay. there's definitely a, a thing in there. So you're like, do I press this in case this goes wrong and they drop my thing? But then eventually you get to the point where you realize that she is a she's an actor who does um full immersion, I think is what they call it, where people will pay for um like to be part of a so rather than it being like VR where it's all digital like yeah. they will take part in a situation where the other characters are real people, but they're like VR, they're like costumed or like VR costumed to look like something else. Oh yeah, like that the thing where it's like you're either inhabiting the character or the thing gets projected onto you. So yes, it kind like of. The, so yeah, like, so right. like one of the characters she was playing that night for somebody was like a like it was basically like a smog like spider beast that was like on a bunch of bunch of you mean treasure. She, you mean- you mean Shelob or no? I mean like like it was it was a, it was a character that was protecting a bunch of treasure. And was oh trying, right, that kind of thing. okay. Um, but she was like a spider beast, and like she had we did this. She was like running her lines with me in the car and stuff like that. And at, like at most of the points in the lines, you can go like, hey, maybe tone it down on this bit, or you can just like full on play it or go. This is really fucking dumb. I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. Like, there's a lot yeah. of areas for you to go through. Um, and like a lot of characters will like come back and look back around on stuff that you've seen like some of them will text you later and all this kind of stuff and then there's also there's like investigations where you can like I need to leave the fair for a bit and go to this place to talk to someone about where your friend's gone and all this kind of stuff it's very right. cool it seems pretty cool um, that's a good idea yeah it's 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 well worth a look if, you, if you're if you into but it is like again to be clear it is a visual novel there's not apart from like the kind of 
Mecha- the, there's not a lot of mechanics, but there's a lot of systems, if you know what I mean. Like you're kind yeah. of you're you're, you're dealing- not physically doing a whole lot, but yeah, there are like, things that will impact yeah, the small things that you do. Your interactions, all dialogue choices and choices of fares, like that's what yeah. you're doing. But it's it's a very good one of them, and it looks very sure. nice as well. Music's very good as well. Um, yeah, so that's NeoCab. Still plugging away at that. Um, <laughs> so I think the only thing left is is John Wick, right? Yeah, John Wick Hex, which uh, new game from. Or written and directed Mike Bithel. from Bithel Games, um, and a yeah. lot of it, a lot of the crew that he's worked on. So his previous games was like, um, obviously Thomas was alone was the one that made him famous, and then like the um, subsurface circular was it, and was it volume? Was that his volume was him as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the recent ones are like subsurface circular and the other one whose name is very similar, and I can't so- remember something else circular. Yeah, something else circular. Um, Again, more visual novels, which is cool. But yeah. um, so this is, um, and so then taking all of those previous games into account, his new game is a yeah. turn-based kind, kind of, of action-pointy strategy game where you play as John Wick and murder some fools. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird sort of it's turn-based, but it's also not turn-based. Mm. It's sorry, it's, it's not turn-based. Ti- yeah. Timeline-based is what they say it is. So. Yeah. So, the so yeah, I actually, I actually, I watched an interview with with Mike Bethel. Actually, it was actually quite interesting where he was talking about making the game, and he said that he went to go and give the presentation of the like after he got the contract and stuff. Mm. He went and presented the first build of John Wick Hex to uh, the people who own John Wick, like the big Hollywood exec thing, Lionsgate or someone. Yeah, and it was like at that point, it was like XCOM. Um, turn-based action point like style yep. thing uh, and he presented it and apparently one of the executives turned to him and went like make great everything build and stuff like that the one question i have is in the game why would john wait his turn true yep. and, and and he mike bethel said that thing like really stuck with him and i was like that's that's a really good point if you're like making when you watch john wick it's really dynamic and it moves and it's yep. it's all about like progressing forward so you can't do a traditional turn-based thing where you're like sat behind cover waiting or mm. whatever because that's not what john wick would do john exactly. would press forward yeah. and like be constantly moving so in this game they have they've set up a system where it is everything moves on a timeline so every every move every fire of a gun every like punch everything takes a certain amount of time and that time is displayed at the top of the screen. And you have a timeline, all your stuff has a time, and everything that the opponents all do go on this timeline, and all of their actions also appear on the timeline. Yeah, they've, so they've, all, have, got their own, they've all got their own... Like, anyone who's like, done any like video or audio editing knows the kind of look. It's like different yeah. tracks, and like you have a track at the top, and then as as enemies appear... They add they add a track underneath it that's running in parallel, and it shows what they're doing, how long their stuff yeah. going to take, all that kind of. So thing. as a so as opposed to it being a John takes a turn, the enemies take the turn, they go backwards and forwards. It is this kind of really fluid system where everybody's kind of moving all at the same time. It's just who has whose action is going to happen first. Yep. So if you are if you arrive on a scene and there is someone in front of you and you decide to shoot them and that takes say a second or yeah. whatever, but they have the option of 
but they are right beside you and they have the option of punching you and that maybe takes 0.6 of a second, their punch is going to land on you before your shot goes off yeah. and then stops your shot going off. So then everything resets and you have to worry about that. And consequent, so become- consequently, like, if you've got a guy, like, up in your face, like, because a lot of the moves as well have, they're really good at showing you, like, all of the information, which yeah. is very, the very time, good. Yeah, the timeline is constantly, like, changing, it previews what you're thinking about doing, yes. so tell you how long so things you, are taking. Yeah, when you hover over, like, a move to do, it will show you, like, there's always, like, a wind-up time and then an execution time. So, like, mm-hmm. every shot that John does has, like, a wind-up time and then he'll do, like, a double tap, he'll do two shots. Yeah, and it and it shows them in the timeline, so you can do the thing where like, okay, somebody's lining up to shoot you, and you know their wind up time. You could just shoot them back, but at least can get one shot into you, and health is an issue. So, yeah. what might actually be the thing? I did this at one point when I actually sat and worked the time when you actually plan out the timeline. Yeah, um, I ran at them and shoved them, which is a quicker yeah. move, which yeah. is a quicker move than that. They just got in before the first shot, and the push would knock them back enough for me to get my gun out and take the two hits, which. Yeah. Once you do it, play it in real time, is a very John Wick move to do, right? Yeah, you exactly. Charge, yeah. knock him off, and then get the thing. It's the, exact, it's, it's the exact same sort of thing I did, where it was like a one. There was like one person, and I had maneuvered to like take them down, like in a physical manner, to like yeah. knock them out. But two guys appeared on either side of me, so it was faster to then push this guy into the room that he was standing in front of yes. to get out of line of sight of the guys who were going to fire on me, mm-hmm. then take them down and then set up a position to fire on the guys who were going to come in the door. Yeah. Which again, when you look at, when you do it in real time, is an incredibly John Wick move yes. where he very quickly darts his eyes across, pushes this guy, takes him down and then has the gun out ready for the guys at the door. Yeah. It is perfect. It is exactly what that thing is supposed to be. And, it, and then you get into situations where it's not even like, that you can go from being incredibly calculated, like the thing we were talking about, to being the badass John Wick who is like constantly moving through buildings, taking people out. Where it is like you're walking down a hallway, you shoot a guy, you then throw your pistol at the guy behind them because it's faster, and it'll hit him before his shot goes off. He then gets stunned. You take out the guy in front of you. You run on the guy that you've stunned with the pistol to take him out. You pick up the gun again to then shoot at the guy across the landing from you. And it is this constant John Wick thing of moving through the room, calculatedly, like clearing your corners, taking people out one by one, yeah. and moving through with purpose. And it's it's insanely satisfying and it feels There's... really tactful and like you you feel like you're a genius when stuff goes well. Oh, totally. You have all the information in front of you of like the timelines there, it previews everything. Yeah. And you're just left to figure out how to get through this room or this building or whatever it is. And there's a lot of, there's like some, there's some core DNA that it shares with something like the, the 2016 doom, right. Which sets it apart from stuff like XCOM where, um, in this game, like you need to keep moving forward. Like you could, you could sit and cover and like take pot shots, but it's probably not going to go well, but also you're managing like, when you run out of ammo, like you don't pick up ammo, you just pick up straight up new guns, guns yeah. because you can fling your gun at people to stun them and that kind of thing, yeah. which is a very cool thing to do when you manage to pull it off. Um, yeah. And also, like you need to keep going because a lot of the situations, like there will be enemies that are spawning all over the place, so you need to keep moving, getting into cover, and 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 yeah. keeping stuff going. So most of, most of the levels are about getting to an escape, but the escape locks if there are enemies around. Yeah, so you so you're to... constantly pushing forward, taking people out. 
trying to get to the end, but then the end locks itself as more enemies spawn. So it's yeah. about being fast, but being clever enough to where you're not going to get into it. Because like, if you get injured, you have to spend bandages to get your health back, which are a limited resource, yep. and also take time to do. Yep. And it's a lot of time. It's, it's a long time. It's thing in the game, I think. Yep. It's like two yep. and a half seconds. Um, we're also, we're also dealing like... Bandage all, yourself up. All of these moves are talking like fractions of a second like you yeah, say like, like 0.8 of a second and yeah, yeah stuff like that but um the other thing it does that i thought was really good that like obviously like they're they're one to solve they're one to solve a very or they're one to embody a very specific feeling of those yeah. of those movies where like so one of the problems with like a lot of other turn-based stuff is that like they teach you very early on especially in xcom and stuff like that where like you want to be and they kind of solved it with a little bit with two with like the starting in, in stealth thing but like you never want to be surprised by an enemy like ever like if you ever get that that's a bad situation like if somebody comes out of nowhere and sees you that's a bad idea so yeah. they solve that in this thing by like okay they are saying like anytime a new enemy appears or somebody changes or your action is no longer viable like it will stop whatever it's doing and say okay yeah. something's happened which is much which means that when you're in a situation where like you've cleared out an area and just moving on, you can just move full speed through the area as opposed mm-hmm. to where something like XCOM where like every set, like when you're moving over, you're, quite, 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 yeah, you're spending yeah. one action point to move and one action point to overwatch and it takes forever and nothing happens for a lot of it. But yeah. it's just like, you can just keep moving and deal with shit as it comes because it knows it's, that's it, better. It's, than... actually, it's actually something that they've taken from uh, new skill CRPGs crpgs usually sure. in in the modern era typically have a big menu that is like when do you want the game to pause itself right yes and it gives course. you a big long list of things of like if your enemy dies if your teammate dies if you get targeted by a spell or whatever i remember even that, game, that was even in um like kotor like the original kotor had some very similar yeah, that had it? that yeah. had the auto pause thing in it as well but it's a lot there's a lot more in it sure, these yeah, days yeah. there's a you can get really granular with how things pause and it is something that this game does really well where it is if you can move it is fine to move and yep. you can just go if some anything happens the game pauses and says there's a thing you it's great. Plan. It's super. Yeah, yeah. Um, game's really good. It's, it's a very really, smart. It's a really clever game, and it makes you feel really clever. But it is also just really fun. Yeah, and yeah, it inhabits that character so well, and it it it's a well designed from the top to the bottom. It's so well designed. Yeah. It's great. They've thing. really thought about a lot of uh, yeah. yeah. You can really tell they spent a lot of time thinking about it. Just, it, it, and, it continues to be like Bethel and his studio, like really keep wanting to make the games that i've always wanted to make like when they did like when they did volume and i looked at it and went huh that's like um the metal gear vr missions and then you hear them talk about it It was like no this is directly the metal gear vr missions like that was a big inspiration and then like the subsurface games were the type of stories that i'd want to do if i was doing a visual novel and then this is like my turn-based game that i wanted to play that was very like one man focused like super fractions of a second taking this stuff out like he needs to stop making games so I can make the ones I want to make. This it's not fair. It's it's unfair. And it would be worse if they weren't all great. Um, quarantine circular. That quarantine circular. That that one, which is also very yeah. good. Yeah. Yes, um, they are game, very good games. That game's excellent. That's on. That's Epic Game Store, right? Epic Game yeah. Store. Yes, you should. If you have any sort of inkling of like a, ta- a tactical mind and yeah. you like sort of tactical games, John Wick Hex is you will really appreciate what yeah. it does because it is different but still very very clever yeah. 
I think even um, if you even if you've been burned by the more traditional kind of action pointy ones like XCOM, like this is a much more fluid kind of uh, faster moving version of one of them. Yeah, it's absolutely. Cool. And it's one yeah. man as well. You're not managing a full team as well. well yeah, you're you're John Wick. That yeah. is the John um, Wick is as an entire squad of XCOM soldiers all by yeah, himself. Exactly. Oh, sh- I actually didn't say um, Neo Cabs on Steam, and I think it's also on Apple Arcade yeah. as well, and. I think it's on something else i can't quite remember i know it's not on switch yet because i don't think somebody asked me that um let me just check just it's the, i'll say also for for john wick hex it is like the, the the story of it is still very john wick it's all this sort of like cloaked in mystery no one quite knows what that world is sort of oh, thing totally. so they get I, i'm pretty sure it's ian mcshane and lance it is, that are it is it. both of those guys that are doing yeah the thing. And, so, and also um troy baker's the main bad guy he's hex oh he's hex okay, yeah of course he is. which is pretty yeah. good so yeah winston and charon i think is the name yeah. of the other guy are in it they're great their voice acting is really good they're just those characters of course because it's fucking ian mcshane but yeah still, exactly uh, so, and that, um, so the other, the, other part, yeah. the other part of it like the like ties into the world which i think is one of my favorite parts of the john wick movies apart from them just being like the action being great like this lore that they've created which is fucking nonsense but is the best kind of nonsense where it's all this like secret society like second currency everyone's doing favors for everyone else there's like, a yeah. code of ethics like i love that there's shit a lot, there's a lot of talk about the high table yeah the high table and stuff. like who's the who's the 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 person that comes to deal with the fallout and the, the, the adjudicator the adjudicator like capital yeah. a adjudicator which is very yes, cool. it's, yes no, it's not an adjudicator it's, it's the, the adjudicator, adjudicator with a capital a yeah um, and she's a badass and it's great yeah but they cut uh the, the thing that they kind of roll that into this game as well where like after the introduction missions you they give you like a pseudo overworld of like here are the next six stages and you have 10 gold coins to spend what do they call the currency yeah. is this gold is this coins uh, does it have a name i can't remember uh, i can't remember what it is but it is it's the it's the the continental coins it's that, the, yeah it's the currency that they use for for all their nefarious for anything yeah. yeah and you can spend it in a couple of ways we can either spend it as like kind of perks for john where like you get like i think it's like less time to ready your gun it's, or something um, like that it's custom tailoring it's his game yeah, right. kitted out so you take it's less awesome. damage or something like that but the other way you can spend it is you can hide so like i said you get so you start each kind of area of a set of levels with like a gun with an extra magazine and it's your custom guns it's got like 16 rounds in the chamber or something like that um so you start with that and one magazine but once that runs out like you don't get more ammo you have to ditch it and pick up new guns but what you can do is you can spend that money and you pick which of the six stages you want to drop a fully loaded gun into. I think it costs you like two of the ten um, to drop it in there, um, yeah. which means you've got guaranteed ammo at, at specific points. Because yeah, it mm-hmm. becomes an issue mm-hmm. at points. Um, but yeah, like even the fact that they've pulled like that part of the lore into the game in a really cool way. Yeah, is, it's super. It's super in line with what that world yeah, is, is for sure. Um, yeah, sorry, just to finish up. Um, New Cab is on arcade. It is also on Switch at the minute. It's on Steam sure. Switch and Arcade, um, which is cool. Um, okay, let's go into a break and then we'll get all the Destiny out of the way. Um, sure. So I think you have music for us. Yeah, time. so one of the weirdest, I'm pretty sure I can say weirdest, uh, games that came out this year. We did a video on it on the site. It was called Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I need to finish I, that. I, I, never I got finally around. got around to playing it and it is so weird and so great. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like... The the being an internet detective in the early days of the internet is such a cool idea. Yep. And 
all the websites are just like, oh man, I remember when this was the internet and it's yep. crazy. When GeoCities uh, and Tripod were a thing. Yep. Yeah, when all that when you had like view counters at the bottoms of screens and stuff, it was it was mental. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna do uh, a track from the Hypnospace Outlaw soundtrack, um, because that is equally weird. I'm um, kinda terrified to know which one you've picked as well. This is cause... a song called Calder Than the Rest. Yeah, okay, um, yep, sure. Yeah, yeah. So gotta play that. Um, yeah, so go to the post for links so you can buy that track, and we'll be back with Destiny and some news right after this. made-up artist Freezer with a three <laughs> um, from the Hypnospace Outlaw soundtrack. Um, if you like weird shit, you should go play Hypnospace Outlaw. It's also like really funny and kind yeah. of strange, but yeah, it's a cool game. Like I, I think that game's pretty awesome. There's a video of it on the site if you want to see what yes. the fuck we're talking about. Um, so Destiny happened. Finally. Yeah, the big the Destiny Shadowkeep expansion. Delayed yeah. um, like a month. Was it a month or two months? So, yeah. That? Maybe but it, it finally came out, and it's Destiny! Yeah, like, it's, de- it's, it's Destiny. More Destiny. It's, it's Destiny, but vastly improved. Is, yeah. um, so, so a lot of the conversation was going to be like, is this going to be another... Like, I think, think the ones that people talk about are like Taken King and Forsaken, right? In terms yeah, of previous big, expansions. Big, big earth-changing level expansions for Destiny. Yeah, and I don't think this hits that level in terms of like content, but it's definitely a different... Yeah, it's, so it's, it, not, it's definitely a different thing it, in terms of like business stuff, which is yes, interesting. It is not. It is not as big as Forsaken. It is not as big as Taken King. But in terms of like what you physically do in the expansion, yeah. it is more like it is more like another season of content. Yeah, but the the impact that the changes that they have made is level of like Forsaken. Taken yes. King something like the new armor stuff and all the new ways that you level stuff up is a way bigger thing than the expansion content itself than which is why I wanted to kind of delay a week so that I could really take in the full scope of what the expansion means to the yeah. full game so as like, opposed to just being in the first week of the game and going like oh my god it's a new story and all that totally. stuff. I wanted to see the So there's there's the stuff that we're not we don't really need to interact with because we've been playing for a while but like it's worth mentioning like the base destiny is now free to play which is yeah, now so I everything. Have, I have a... Well, what is it? Is it everything up to? Uh, I think Forsaken, it's everything I not think... including Forsaken. Yeah, and then Forsaken... do, you can't do the Forsaken campaign. I know yeah. that much. Um, so but you can the... do you can do the Red War. You can do Warming. You can do Osiris. Osiris. Why? Why you would want to? I don't know. But you. But can... they, but they're 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 they're. They can they the can be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, have a, I have a friend who is doing it 
right now, like the right. new player experience of like right. it's all free. You get in, you're seven fifty light, and you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to go and like play a crucible match with your friends who are all nine fifty, you can totally do that. You can play gambit. You can do all the things that anybody else can. Yeah. Nothing is stopped from you. The only thing that's stopped from you is like the brand new stuff, like Vex Offensive and stuff. That's yeah. not available to you. But and then Forsaken itself is like a campaign pack, which adds yeah. all the Forsaken stuff in, which gives um, you like all the all the content from forsaken and all the season stuff like yes. all the exotic quests and all yeah. that stuff yeah which is which is but yeah so there's there's the whole and again like for for people who haven't been following this this is the first expansion they've done since the activision split so you start to see like and they've always talked about this being like closer to what they always wanted this to be where it is yeah. like this like they want to be like more iterative so like so the seat the the deluxe edition that you get with if you buy shadow keep i keep want to say shadow fall that's not a thing Shadow no. keep um has like the season passes for the next four for this season and the next three seasons and they're doing it as like a, a four a year like mix of stuff that you get a season yeah. pass for well, they're, they're trying to make it the way that they've talked about it is they want to make it as more of like a dynamic thing where yeah. the the changes to seasons are not like we are out of this season and now into this season. Is like you can kind of see the changes coming yeah. ahead of time and it all kind of flows into the world. Yeah. Um, so there's, re- there's really small parts of that already happening. And it sounds like a really yeah. dumb example, but the fact that it's moving as quickly as it is now, like you start to see parts of that with like the Dreaming City from um, Forsaken. Yeah, but, with the, the weekly curse like, thing with yeah. a narrative reason for why they're doing it but in this so far like i've seen a bunch of people talking about how um i haven't finished the campaign well, have i finished the campaign i can't tell i think there's still a mission yeah, I can't- you have i think but maybe um but like so the, the, even in the tower like you talk to ikora and she's talking about like yeah. building a like can you imagine if we had a portal Ikora's, directly to this thing yeah it's fucking dumb idea to build a vex gate in the tower yeah, right but the, then like yeah. people have been noticing like they're building shit behind her like they yeah, log in they one are. day and they're yeah. like here's a new gangway that is being actively worked on you're like huh yeah so like the world itself changing quicker than it used to is very cool um there's a lot of like the old the the secret stuff that they started dropping in and in, into and some of the other stuff but like here's a thing that you don't know what it does yet and might not be revealed yet or or all this yeah. kind of stuff like a lot of the kind of bungee secret stuff is starting to come in as well um and I, I don't know like i in terms of like the actual content that's there at launch of this new thing like I like the story missions. I, I, they look cool. Like that big off, fuck off pyramid is a very cool yeah, fuck so off the, period pyramid. The the whole the whole point of this expansion is that you go back to the moon. Um, yeah, Eris Morn, who was the the focal point of like taking King and a lot of the Crota stuff and and a lot of the, like all the and some stuff in one as well actually. Well, that's, that was the Taken King. That's what I was talking about. Oh, sorry, Taken King. Yes. Taken King, yeah, yeah. Crota and stuff. She's yeah. not really appeared in two until now. Yeah, uh, when she has been on the moon forever and said holy shit there's something bad going on in the moon yeah and you get there and there's a whole bunch of like crazy hive that have built a scarlet keep on the moon and there are like floating ghosts of dead guardians everywhere and yeah it's really spooky spooky place to be on the moon um and that's the kind of like setup for what happens in the moon and then there's a whole bunch there's like the actual story that goes on underneath it which is actually really cool yeah like the them starting what they've been teasing for a while of like what the actual 
like the bad people behind everything is. So that they're was... now actually they're now actually starting to like unramp it and be like, now we're going to talk about it. And it's, so that was yeah. the point where I decided I needed to know the lore of this thing because when you started talking about like, oh, this thing that happened yeah. directly links into this thing they've been teasing for a while. I'm like, I don't know seven of the words you just said. Like none of them yeah. have come up. And again, like this has never been a thing that I've given them. Like they don't get a pass for this, but like none of that stuff was in the game it was technically in the game no, via grimoire yeah. but like it's as a person who, as a person who played all of that con- cards yeah so. as a person who's played all of that content since destiny one i did not know 90 percent of the terms that were coming out yeah. of this thing the 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 actual like lore stuff and story behind everything is all in codexes and lore cards and yeah. like lore books and stuff it's not at the forefront of yeah so what they're trying to tell. So people is... then. So so it's very. And I, I suppose like that's the problem. Not problem. That's the 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 difficulty with doing something like this, right? Is there are two type. There are two bands of. There are two different types of people who play Destiny at this point, right? Mm-hmm. There are the people who t- yeah. treat it like it is a is a which it is is a, the fun shooter that you can play with with your friends and work through. I was going to say yeah, it's like the new the new the Halo sort of thing of like right. it's a very good first person shooter that you can go and shoot people yeah. and teabag them like that sort of thing of which like there's not like you don't really care about the story stuff and then no the all, where... all all of those kind of people play crucible and pretty much nothing else and that's that's it that's what yeah or and then there's other people who are like the lore is very important and they know all the bits and all that kind of stuff yeah. And like, I would like to be closer to that group, but the game mm-hmm. does nothing to help you with that. It's like, no, oh, it does not. This. Yeah. Which, which as a, as a developer, and especially like back when they were part of Activision, you can see them, why they would focus on the right hand side and the left hand side. Right. Where yeah. they'd be like, you, those are the people that are like continually coming back and all this kind of stuff. If we put in a bunch of lore, it's going to switch those people off. So let's put the yeah, lore, yeah. and the people who want lore are happier to work for it. So let's kind of sideline it here. But the idea yeah. of them maybe starting to bring some of that stuff back in would be kind of cool. But it demands me watching a four-hour video to work out where the fuck we are to even go anywhere. So the um, problem, yeah, the the problem with that is, I would say now nah, you don't need it, but you kind of do. Yeah, there's a lot of that four-hour video that is telling like proper like history of the destiny yep. lore that doesn't really matter like you don't really need to know about the battle of twilight gap or the battle of three fronts or anything like that you don't really need that you just need the, mo- the moment the stuff from- that's relevant now which is like what the hell's the darkness like why are people talking like about this yeah, like, yeah. i, I want to know why you're so excited about dredging like that's the thing i actually want to know oh, no, that was just me that no, was just no me I, I don't mean me. the title i mean like that's a name that keeps coming up yeah, I um, am one. I am a dredging. Exactly. That like, why the fuck did, what is that? Why the fuck does that matter? Who do, yeah, anyway. But like, the moment for me the was guy, like... The guy that had Thorn, he was dredging. He right, was sure. dredging your. That was his weapon. Anyway. But like, the moment for me was like, again, just watching that first part about the Book of Sorrows, where they start talking about like, yeah. the worm gods and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, hey, okay, that's pretty cool. And then the video cuts to like, the part on, was it Mars? I can't remember. Where it was like, where you fight one of the worms. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, wait, that's that's one of the worm gods. Like, yep. they really didn't pitch it as a that no. big a deal. In the, the-, the 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 strike itself, where you go and fight Zol, you get like a couple of lines from Anna Bray, who is like, yeah. holy shit, it's Zol, but they don't really do it too much. It's, no, yeah, and you're like, and also like these the. <laughs> Like, especially when, they, and then, like, when they follow that up with, like, okay, here's who the worm gods were, and then here's how, 
here's how Crota came to be and the three sisters and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And you're like, Crota wasn't like Crota was a thing that people dealt with pretty well. Like he's positioned they're positioned as these like world eating, fucking hugely powerful things Whoa. which then ends up as a dichotomy with like oh no by the way by the time you've done this five times you're like soloing that raid and you're like that is that is the main problem with making an mmo totally is yeah, yeah exactly but that, that has been the case for every mmo that has ever existed ever when you go and do fucking when wrath of the lich king came out for world warcraft and you have to go and kill arthas you have to go and kill the lich king who yeah. is like an all-powerful commander of an army of undead, like, proper, huge, massive-scale person. Again, yeah, it takes 40 people, and it takes a long time, but you do it. Yeah. And then, by the end of the expansion, people are doing it in, like, five-man and stuff like that. There's something about, like, like, obviously, like, I knew this was, this is how it's always been, but there's something about doing it in some World of Warcraft where you're like, there are, like, 40 of these people, and they're all, like, on the top of their game and they're like casting magic and have like fucking sort of plus floor. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of magic involved in that and you can see an argument based on fantasy history that's like, okay, you throw enough magic at something, it'll probably go, that's fine. But with this, I am shooting this worm in the face with a gun. Like there's something yeah. about that that like these worms were responsible for all these like universe spanning wars. It's like, did anyone just try shooting it like for a bit and see what well, happened? Like, you're, you're 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 forgetting that yeah you're shooting it with a gun but you're also like an immortal it's, yeah 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 i suppose but like they don't like you're you're an immortal that like if you're a warlock you can like commune with the dark energy of space to throw a giant like it's yeah but there's, like, there's an equivalent of it but yes at the end of the day you're shooting it with a gun <laughs> it's, it's, i yeah. don't know like I, I shouldn't be thinking too hard about this but it's that moment where it's like oh right okay yeah like okay the hive ain't worth shit is the kind of the thing I took out the end of that. Yeah. It was like, just shoot it a bunch of times. It seemed to go down pretty easily. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the lore stuff is the kind of main problem I have. Like, if that's the thing they're going to start focusing on, like, yeah. it would be nice for them to have a way to get you up to speed there in a more official way than, like, here's a the primer. entire fucking story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, I, I'm enjoying the, the stuff they're setting up. And it definitely feels like because they're doing because they have planned seasons and they're rolling stuff out gradually and they're happier to roll stuff out slowly and over time yes. that yeah. they have a plan about how they're going to introduce some of this in. And I definitely yeah. appreciate stuff like when they opened the when they opened the raid, for instance, which was like a week after or like five days after launch or whatever it was. Yeah. And like that when you log in, you get the cutscene about the raid starting. Like that, even yeah. that kind of stuff, which is like... As and it's, who, it's a thing they've done before where like when when the first group when the world first happened and the people beat the raid that's the thing that triggered the right. vex offensive to start being open right exactly like, uh, makes sense when you look at it isn't which it? which again is, is cool but as somebody who's never like i still have not seen what the vault of glass looks like like i've just never i, I have oh, no man. idea what, right oh, like i've just never seen inside it and i don't know what happens in there so the idea of like by the way here's how the world is changing even if you're not there yet is a cool thing mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. um I appreciate that part of it. And yeah, like, I, li- I like the... There, yeah, and then there's the slightly more kind of day-to-day... Day-to-day. Like, the kind of low-level mechanical stuff of, like... The, de- the Destiny stuff. The of- Destiny stuff of, like, there are a lot of fucking quests and bounties and layers yeah, of shit so on top of all is, of this. This is, this is where I'll take over the conversation. Yeah. This, is, this is where becoming a hardcore Destiny player... Uh, 
reaps its rewards because I understand these systems and stuff now. Yeah. Um, as someone who sits at currently sits at nine forty late, um, I have done a lot of this. So this season, everything has kind of changed in terms of like how you gain light, which is the primary power reading in Destiny. Yeah. Where you start the expansion at seven fifty. Yep. Everyone does. Like everybody starts at seven fifty. The the first thing they did in the expansion was bring everybody to seven fifty. So everything you have is seven fifty. Yeah. Um you start at seven fifty, there is a soft cap on your light level at nine hundred, which means that everything between seven fifty and nine hundred that drops will increase your light up to nine hundred. Yeah. Easy enough to understand. That's anything that you get, any blue, anything will increase your light up to nine hundred. When you get to 900, there is then a, a cap between 900 and 950, which becomes more similar to how leveling worked in the seasonal version of Destiny 2, which was the year two, which was the yeah. year that's just passed, where the only thing that will increase your light are powerful rewards. Yes. Old which is a name, which is a named, like they, they come out as powerful thing, rewards. Like yes. Powerful engrams that will give you a light reward. Similar to how it worked in year two, yeah. where... You do things, you get powerful rewards, and that incrementally increases your light. They have changed how you get powerful rewards this season, where everybody had their own like unique thing. Uh, or sorry, not everybody had their own unique thing. It was like your usual thing of like do three strikes, do three gambit matches, play three yeah. crucible games. Like I core, I cared about bounties, like yeah. whatever it was. They've now changed that to where everyone in the tower has their own unique powerful reward, and they are all tied to bounties. Whereas, do eight bounties for X. So you do eight Vanguard bounties, do eight Crucible bounties, do eight Gambit bounties, do whatever it is mm-hmm. to get a powerful reward. Then is there is then also the old one, which is do three strikes, do three Gambit matches that will also give you a powerful reward. Yeah. So there are now more opportunities for you to gain powerful rewards, which is good because that means that you will level faster. Yeah. They have changed. They've also changed how infusing works where yes. you, you feed guns to other guns to make them more powerful in a better way where yes. to infuse something it now costs one upgrade module and that's it. Well, it's that, it, it an upgrade up- module and some glimmer as well, I think. No, just an upgrade module. That's it. Okay. Just an upgrade module. You Whereas before it was like some glimmer, some enhancement cores and some mat to get world mass, yeah. So now infusion super straightforward. It's also um, now the other improvement that I've that I've really appreciated is like regardless of what the level gap is between or sorry the rarity gap between the weapons is is the same cost for everything now because it yeah. basically got to the point where like I need to increase my light especially in year two I need to increase my light as much like to get further on in this thing but there is zero point in me feeding like higher level blues into my exotic because it costs so much yeah, exactly. to do that. So every, every, everything is now uniform yeah. and it is, it is a lot easier and the problem you'd have before was like you would run out of cores and mats really, really quickly. Yes. You so, don't do that anymore because it is, you now have a, if you, especially if you have the season pass, which I'll get to, you have a healthy stack of upgrade cores that you can yep. slowly drip feed into your good guns. Yep. Um, so you gain, you still gain enhancement cores but they'll be more useful later. So you gain all this stuff. You get to 950. There is then a third. So path. before you before you move on, sorry the the stuff in the tower, like everyone's bounty level things, yeah. are they all weeklies now? Yes, right. Because there, so there are there are no more dailies. Level, no, there are no right. more dailies. Dailies do not exist anymore. I was very confused when I started, and I went, I should just go do some dailies, and there are no dailies anymore. Zero dailies anymore. It's yeah. all weekly stuff. Um, 
there are also like tiered powerful rewards where it's like tier one, two, or three mm-hmm. that uh, will vary how much light gain you get. Right. Like a, a, a tier th- a tier three powerful will give you a higher light gain than a tier one powerful yep. will. That makes sense. They will all increase your light, but will do it better. Um, there's then another cap between 950 and 960, which is like 960 is the super cap that you can get on gear. No gear can be higher than 960. Sure. Um, that is to do with pinnacle rewards, which is right. the, the super high tier stuff. So pinnacle rewards are like the raid and like nightfalls and the the hardcore, what were called pinnacle activities. That is how you get pinnacle rewards. Yep. So your average your average player, even me, because I don't raid and can barely do nightfalls, will not hit 960. 960 is for the super high tier players that will do this crazy shit like raiding. Yeah. Um, there is then a third. There is an additional thing that can give you power, which is the new thing this season, which is your seasonal artifact. Yep. Um, and this season it is a gate lord eye, like a vex gate lord eye. Yeah. I assume will be different for different seasons. Um. This is where everybody is calling this the season of the bounty, which is entirely true because your artifact will level up with your XP gain. Yes. And will give you additional light on top of whatever the light of your gear is. So I'm currently sitting on 942. It's giving you extra light? Yeah. Is or it? extra power, yeah. Right, okay. Cause Cause like, so, I'm, so my gear is currently sitting in 938. Right, but I am nine forty four power. Where are you seeing I'm... that difference? Because I've only seen my character light level. So if you, if, yeah, so if you highlight your light level, it will tell you your gear light and then oh, plus, and then your artifact okay. light as well. Huh. Okay. So there is there is theory in theory there is no cap on light anymore. Right. Like the more as if you keep feeding levels into your artifact, you will keep gaining light additionally off of your artifact. Right. Um, the artifact is also linked into the new armor 2.0 system mm-hmm. uh, where as you level up the artifact you will gain armor and gun mods specific yep. to the season that you can then feed into your armor and guns and we should, um, we should also say that like for people who are familiar with the old ones that mod the mod system has changed as well for guns and things like that where mods yeah, are so now mods are no longer consumable like once you have a mod no, you have it forever and instead you attach them with power level uh, no wait that's just armor stuff how did yeah it's, this is all just so armor. yeah weapon weapons are the same the they are they're 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 not they are they are um consistent use things so they're like they don't get used up yes but but slotting them in costs more that's it's, the kind of counter to and it's it's nothing like it's 500 glimmer oh, or no, no, like no, that. no 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 the weapon mods are like 2000 glimmer are they that's, oh okay. yeah that's where the difference comes in. The armor mods are different because there's a whole new armor system, uh, which we talked about before, so I'll not yeah, explain yeah. it again. But it is a massive improvement. Yes. That that system is a brilliant bit of design where you feel it's a lot better, it's a lot easier to get usable armor, yeah. mainly now because every bit of armor is usable, yeah. um, because it depends entirely on what mods you slot in it. And how you can so I can now wear exactly the same bit of armor for PVE, for Crucible, for Gambit, and all it takes is like swapping some mods around, and that yeah. is like a, a thousand glimmer or something like that. It's barely anything. You should also mention um, there are not there are still no loadouts. Like I would still like a mod. That's true. Yeah. For are, the the loadouts thing is a thing I've now seen people ask for. Yeah. More. 
because it is you're constantly slotting these things in and out. Obviously, you can do the loadouts thing with third-party software, but like not yeah. in the game. Yeah, like yeah. if you use if you use uh, Destiny Item Manager, which is a really good thing that yeah. has loadouts, but you shouldn't have to worry about that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so new system, really, really cool. Uh, would be better if I had loadouts. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is the these these like the the hardcore mechanics that I've now talked about has now led to a much smoother leveling experience yeah, because you're, like you're, a- get, you're getting more powerfuls and it's costing less to infuse stuff, which is great. Yep. Excellent stuff. Um, your armor is more moddable, which is perfect. It's, it saves you having to grind for like god roll armor as well as god roll weapons because you can just slot what you want in it. Yep. The cost of increasing the energy on your armor is a bit taxing but that is i assume that's because it has to be because otherwise it would just be completely busted yeah totally if you could just take any um, any armor immediately from one to ten like yeah and then just have all the mods or whatever that would be a problem but yeah you have to be but that's where the picking and choosing of like matching armor types like energy types and stuff comes in yeah um so it's way way better from like a mechanical perspective um the it has then led to a more rpg mmo style focus of you can now do like actual builds in yeah. the game because it the mod slotting and being able to change stuff really easily has led to this where people are now talking about like oh if you do this mod with this mod this cool thing happens if you combine this mod with this exotic you get this really cool thing that means that you can control things there so it's awesome it means that there is now way more variety in what people are doing there's obviously still the good shit that is the thing yeah, that you should be doing totally like the 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 current meta gun loadout or whatever which is what you should have these guns and you should use these guns or whatever that's separate to your abilities and what your character can do now where because that's all armor based and mm-hmm. like exotic armor and all that stuff and that's great that's super cool to see because it means that there is no crazy shit happening all the time and you don't understand what's going on and it's exactly what you want from an RPG where you see someone do something and you're like, how the fuck are they doing that? I've never yeah. seen that before. Like the new the new hotness I've seen is um, there's a perk on some shotguns called One Two Punch. Yep. Where it says if you hit every if you hit every pellet on a shotgun, your melee damage gets increased. Oh, cool. Okay. And then there's a tight there's a Titan exotic called Peregrine Greaves that says the damage on your melee is increased if you're in the air. Right. And they've changed, and they've changed how the the delay between gunfire and being able to melee to the point where now Titans can jump at things, shotgun it, and then really quickly melee attack it to where it is now like chunking bosses. Like I played a lot of like Reckoning and Gambit the other yeah, day, yeah. and it is just all Titans of running at people with shotguns <laughs> and going like bang boom and like completely abruptly bosses. And it's awesome to see. Nice. It's so funny. It's, it's kind of broken, but it is really I did, funny to watch. I did play some Gambit during the week, and I definitely saw on the other team, like, I would look at the, the health of their primeval, their primeval yeah. look back for a second Sounds. and come back, and it's like a quarter of what it was. Like, How did you do that that quickly? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it's, it's, it's now, there is no play space to be able to do this cool stuff. Totally. Which is really cool to see, because it's totally revitalized everything, and people are like, 
pulling out old guns and old exotics and going like, look what this could do now. And totally. it's it's great. It's awesome. I will say the one thing I'm, I the one problem I still have with the game, and again, this is kind of true of most MMOs that I've seen or interact with at this point, is there's still not a lot of so there's this weird thing, right? So I started doing the Lumina quest, right? So Lumina is right, a gun yeah. that we talked about. It's an exotic hand cannon that does heal as well as it's, damage. It's a support gun. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought, hey, that'll be a cool thing to, to try out. And all it gives it's you... Cool it, it, it is yeah. a cool gun. So all it gives you... And also, like, I think you told me, like, that Lumina quest involves, like, the old Thorn stuff. I remember people talking about Thorn and yeah. all that kind of thing. It's like, cool, this will be an the, interesting the, bit the Lumina, of lore. The Lumina quest involves you like breaking down a thorn yeah and then building it back up again but yeah. with the light instead of the darkness it's, it's cool, all very cool idea for a quest yeah. so you pick up the lumina quest and it says and all it says is find a secret chest in the edz and that's yeah. it yeah and you're like okay so one of two things happen here either i spend a day scouring the edz for this thing right. or so i look up a wiki right here's the thing about that this is not this is not like an insult or a disparagement okay. or anything like that. If you played more, you would have known where to look. <laughs> because Because it is there's a if you look at the quest, it's the you get a message from Shin Malfer who says like blah 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 blah. Go back to our meeting place where we met before. Where? Where's that message? If you highlight the quest, it says it in the quest text. It's the no, 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 no. It was either that. It was either it's that in or the lore message. It's in the lore text, right? Which no, is no, no. There was a part of the Lumina quest. It was either like on the quest itself, or you got given a message from Shin Malfer from which the would appear author. in the grimoire. No, it would appear in your inventory. So no, as the, a, as a old, note, I picked up Lumina from wherever you get Lumina from, and it had the quest appeared in my quest log. And all it said was find the chest in the EDZ. There was no message unless it's hidden like behind like the lore pop out thing. There's, like there's, as part there's, of the quest. There is definitely a physical thing that tells you where to go. Like right. there is. Because I, I saw it. I don't know where it is now. Right. But I had it and I okay. know what it is. So But yeah. You're you're not wrong. Like right? it is still crazy that that's Which is the thing. cool. I'm not Which, disagreeing with and you. And again, that's part of the original thorn story right which so if yeah. you'd gone and got thorn you go, you, you, go know, you go back you go back to the original place where you got the thing that you used to build thorn right exactly and you build yeah so what the fuck is my short answer right like how so there's a lot of stuff in that game and a lot again kind of like a lot of MMOs, right where there's a lot of stuff in that game where you're like i should if this was any other game i would just like figure this out and feel awesome for figuring stuff out but that is like you're, there's no way you're going to figure that out your own. And by the time me, a normal mortal human being, would take to find that out, the rest of the internet has found that out, all have the gun, and it's the end of season one, and I've, like there's no point in me having it anymore, right? So you you end up with this yeah, thing... No which, point, there's still a point in you having the gun. But like, you've missed the... But you've missed the... You're not... Yeah, you're not being... You're not part of the zeitgeist at right, that point. exactly. But like... So, like... What's yeah, like, the... the, 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 the the most fun that I had in Destiny last season was when uh, Outbreak Prime dropped again, yeah. because that was like a proper like puzzle exotic quest thing that then led into a Whisper of the Worm style, right? Yes, completely different encounter that had jumping puzzles and separate. Like that is where Destiny shines the most is totally. in stuff like that, which is I totally understand in that situation being part of the zeitgeist because then like 
everybody's doing it is like oh shit what's this quest and but you but even that like especially with this thing and thing like if i missed like again speaking we're at the point now where a bunch of people can more people can jump into destiny now than ever right now that it's free to play right so a lot and there's so much content now in that game that you get from Mm -hmm. jump that's very real that you're never going to know what thorn is never mind the history behind it right so you then pick up that quest and go find this chest in the edz and even if you do get this message which i i would need to try and track down like that means fucking nothing to me because i had because they've hidden all the lore away somewhere yeah no yeah i I totally agree with you a lot of the exotic quest stuff is complete bullshit so like so like i still have the rat king quest which i've never finished right oh yeah because i'm like i only only finished that like three weeks ago or something but but so did you look it up no so you've figured out whatever this riddle is? Oh no, got... I, I got them completely by accident. I figured out two of the three riddles. The okay. first one, I had no idea and got it by accident. Okay, that was, so uh... that so that's the point. Like, I've had that rat quest since it was launched, and I'm still like, I thought at some point I'll find something that will answer. Nope, no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So do I just look that up? Probably. That also then extends to not just the, 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 the quest stuff, but it also extends to things like builds and meta and all that kind of stuff where like you're required to be locked into some other third party source to be able to pull that stuff off right but but stuff like stuff like meta and um builds and stuff like that is entirely a third party thing like yes if you are playing destiny you you don't need to care about that stuff it's only if you care that it matters like it's not Except it's not required. A build isn't required. Except Using meta guns isn't required. It's... Except if you're playing Gambit or Crucible, right? Where if that's, you play, yes, right. But again, that's only if you're playing Gambit or Crucible at a high level. That's different. But if you're, if you, you can play, you can play Gambit or Crucible perfectly casually with guns with whatever you want to use. That's fine. Like it doesn't matter. But there's it's... definitely going to be another tier of person who knows all this stuff and has worked yes. out how to game the system. Because you're just going to get because, stumped. But it's not gaming the system. It's they they care enough to sit and either look it up or the true innovators who sit that, and go, and that's what let's I mean. Figure this out. If the only it's, way you could do that is like sheer effort and like working something out or like yeah. all that kind of stuff, but the fact that like there is no that's, that's what those people find fun and it is. But that's, then that's what those people like doing. But it's, there are there are a limited amount of people that can hit that fun, right? And like the other ninety nine percent of people are going to look it up and go, "Well, this dude tells me I need this shotgun, so I should probably yeah, get the shotgun." That that is entirely right. That is right. how meta works so, in anything. And yeah. that's the thing. Like it would be, and I don't have an answer to this, but because I remember, um, was it Dota that had the like shop recommendation engine thing? Yeah, they've got they've got inbuilt guides and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like that's... even something like that, which is like, okay, we know you've, especially for people starting, right? You're playing a hunter. Here's what hunters yeah. are good at. Here's what hunters should focus on. Some rough direction for your but character. But that you don't. That's that that saying that from the jump of being like, here's what you should be focusing on. It it's not the right thing to do because that then focuses people in on one thing instead of letting them experiment. Okay, that's like again, you're right, you're right. again, that's what I'm saying. Of like meta only matters to people that care about meta it's not a new person who's jumping into this game does not give a fuck that in pve you should probably be using as an aggie's burden reckless and wendigo like they don't care they don't even know what that means it doesn't matter to them if you if they from the jump came out and went okay you're uh you are a titan 
you should be using void spec and only void spec because of this. Yeah. If you did that to someone when they jumped in the game, they would go like, what's the other point? What's the point in the other three subclasses then? Like, it's For not, sure. You exactly. don't want to hem people in. You hem people in when they care, which is not... But that, so that's it, the thing. It should be separate from the game. Which it's, is which is fine, except that it does create some level of stratification within the player base, right? Where there are that's people, always going to happen. Do, I agree. But what you yeah. end up with then is like... Because if you're Bungie at this point, right, and you're looking... And this happened in previous seasons, right? Where you look at yeah. it and it's like... You have two you, again, like on top of the two types of players we were talking about before, about who approach Destiny in any way, right? You yeah. then ha- the people who are in there are then the two people, right? There are the people who care about meta and optimization and builds, and there are people who don't. Yeah. If you're Bungie and you're looking at this and you're going, well, and this happened in previous seasons for sure, where they're like, well, the meta's kind of busted. We need to fix the meta. That's an entire oh, yeah. season they- that, like. A majority of the player base don't give a shit about, right? Yeah, and that's fine. And I'm not telling Bungie out of their jobs. What I'm saying is, like, there sh- there needs to be a well, not needs there. There's no way to jump that gap right now, easily enough, right? Like, if you're a standard player and you go to like the Destiny subreddit to be yeah. like, okay, I want to improve my game. I want to improve my Crucible game, right? What, and I've hit the level cap or whatever, and I'm like, okay, what's my next step as a thing? You look at this and you go, well, here's this week's four guns that work well in this combination because this one's kind of broken. And you're like, okay, like there's a lot of information that there's expected of you at that point. There's no easy way to bridge that gap to be like, okay, here's the next set of shit you need to worry about. But also, yeah. But also like, that's going to change and be patched and all that kind of stuff. I understand the meta is the whole point of these type of games and games like Dota yeah, well, and Legends and all that again, kind of stuff. Again, kind of, but yeah. <clears throat> but you... No, I, it's, even even now, like, optimization and stuff is not... That's kind of the point. But, yeah, exactly. But, I, I but again, that's also only the point for people that care about that. That's, sure. But you're not... But like, I, I... I Like, this, the story I was going to tell before we started, that's yeah, I can yeah. tell now because yeah, it's kind of a perfect example of it. So there's... The uh, again, I sent you a photo of this yesterday. The be- the best gun you can have in a specific slot in the game right now is a gun called Reckless or the Reckless. Yes, which is a submachine gun that you get from uh, playing PvP, competitive PvP, up to a certain rank, and then you get given this gun. It's a very hard gun to get because competitive PvP is very hard because yep. the people try very hard and yep. they are very good at shooting people in the head. Yep. that's fair enough. That. A person, a person that is coming into the game, that it doesn't matter to them that they don't have that gun. And if they do care, then they will work to get that gun. That's not a my. And the only, but the only way that they will learn about that thing outside of going to a third party thing is just paying attention to what other people will use. Like if you go into a gambit mm. match or whatever, and you are constantly getting destroyed by a rocket launcher when people invade, and you're like, "What the fuck is that rocket launcher?" And you see it's truth. Because that's what you use in Gambit now. Yeah. You then go, what the fuck's truth? How do I get truth? And you will go and look it up. Or like, if you go into PvP and you get, or you are in a strike or something, and you notice one guy's doing a lot of damage to mobs, and you're like, how the fuck is he doing that so fast? And you look and you see he's using Reckless. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. So he, how? What is the Reckless? How do I get the Reckless? It is a. But that, is then either it... a thing where you where you care enough to look it up, or you are 
observant enough to be able to see that someone is doing something you're not. Totally. And, and, and they, they've definitely gone down... from that. It's... They definitely started to go down this path, which I thought was a really good thing, where when they added the collections tab in your, in yes. your character, and you could hover yeah. over any gun and see where it comes from. And it's not like... It's not even particularly granular, where it's like, get it from... No, ex- it tells ex- you directly where to get the gun. Yeah. Well, no, except like some of them say, from exploring the EDZ, and you're like... Yeah. What, like, okay, so that, I assume it means it will just randomly drop at some point. Yeah. From something. Okay, fine. But even them saying, like, this one comes from this raid, this one comes from this strike, this one comes from this activity, even that is a good first start where you can then yeah. go, oh, fuck, what's the recluse? Okay, where I get it. And again, then you end up down the path of, like, here's these exotic quests that make no fucking sense unless you go look them up, right? Yeah, like, that, oh, that is yeah. a problem. But that's a separate problem, I think. And I, I agree, like, yes, you would need to pay it, you need to start paying attention to what other people are doing. I think there's just this level of, and I assume this is true for most MMOs, there is a degree of, um, uh, not, uh, what's the word? Not condensation. <laughs> when people talk down to you, the word. Um, <laughs> not condescension. Condes- condescension, thank you. It's condensation. There's a level of condescension when you're in this kind of stuff where you're like, why the fuck are you even playing Crucible without this gun? And like, and that's the thing that like people being dicks on the internet. This is not a surprise, right? Yeah, but that's yeah. But there's definitely like, when you go one level above just casually playing a game with your friends, at that point you then start going into these into these third party spaces where you're like, you're doing it wrong, and like, yeah, you if you're if, if there's a situation where you are doing it wrong, the game needs to help you do it right. And not that, be relying well, on a bunch so of people yeah, who can crush so numbers. That's you know. that I I agree. That's probably a thing that should probably happen. And, I, and there's no and easy then, answer to that, that as well. That's that, that isn't. Yeah, I was going to say there's no easy way of no, doing that because it's not. It's not inherently within the game for it to be able to do that. It's all based on other people. But going, I did like I, this I, is I, the good. Like literally, like literally yesterday, there has now there has now been like a shift in understanding of Crucible of like. This is the thing that now is good, and this totally. is the thing you should be working for. And like, like and literally like, yesterday, and it changes like that. Is... And like, seven people found that out, or seven people did the work to find that out. A bunch of people are now saying cool, and then another bunch of people are like, I don't fucking care, or no, or would know yeah. how to even fucking do this. And that's fine, but it does say a lot when you look at this when you around the time because I remember paying attention to this more than I probably should have when Dota did the. The assistance stuff when they did the, the yeah. store suggestions when they did the because mm-hmm. they did the build level guides they, and stuff they did yeah. build guides and they put like wiki stuff in the game and I thought yeah, it was the, super the, cool. The, the, Dota is still the best thing that can that it has an inbuilt thing to teach people how right. to play Dota. It's there was a great yeah. There was a again to clarify small minority very loud part of the fan base that were like this is ruining the game. Because, oh yeah, totally. But those people they, are idiots, That's, right? Yeah. And I agree. But that there's definitely a part of it which is like it shows where this stuff comes from. Which is like I spent hours doing this work, and now all these noobs have this information. And there's a yeah. self. There's there's a kind of gatekeeping self. Oh, totally. Thing. Like if that if that is a major point, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Like the the PvP level gatekeeping in Destiny is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like. As someone who spent a lot of time yesterday playing a lot of competitive PvP, people on there are massive assholes. Yeah, totally. And are really, really awful people that probably should just get banned, like, a lot of the time. 
But and a lot, and also a lot of the a lot of the discussion I've seen because I did a t- attempt, like definitely in Destiny One at some point, and less so in Two. I did attempt to take the meta a little bit, a little bit more seriously. Like even just dip my yeah. toe in it just to see where I would go because I was yeah. kind of running out of stuff to do with the game. And it's very more than more than I expected. It's very one way, right? It's a bunch of people do some work. They put a thing on a bulletin board somewhere that says, "Here's the guns." And everyone follows that. There's not a lot of like actual discussion in evolution. One because like the way these systems work, because they're so mechanical and numbers based. Like you get the next round of information, you plug it into an algorithm, and it spits out. Here's the thing. Like the work yeah. is not the work itself is kind of not is getting more and more kind of automated. But there's no real discussion about. Well, actually, like I understand the numbers of this gun X, but gun Y lets you do X, Y, and Z, and in this particular situation, this works, and it's like every single like Reddit post and like post on uh, like game blogs and game sites and stuff like that, which is like, here's the state of Destiny right now, here are the guns, here's the armor, here's the perks, Yeah, go roll until you get these perks. Yep. And you're like... Which, li- which literally happened yesterday. Yeah, exactly, right? The, and it's yeah. like, it, it would be a different thing if there was a constantly shifting like conversation but it, it's been, like you look at the speedrunning community as an example, right? The speedrunning community uh-huh. will get together on a game, and they're called the speedrunning community, and the communities form around specific games. So, like the fucking Ocarina of Time community of speedrunning that thing, yeah. it is a yep. very, it's a much more open source module uh, uh, model than it seems like it is for something like Destiny, where like everyone who does an Ocarina of Time speedrun will go, "Guys, look at this fucking thing I found," and everyone will jump on this thing and like poke it and prod it and try this thing, and then gradually the times will get shorter and shorter and shorter. Instead of what seems to happen in a lot of these games where it's like, there is the Elder Council who go, bang, here you go. And you're like, okay. And I could go like, well, I'm actually doing super well in, Cru- in Crucible with this this assault rifle and if, at this range. And I found this perk that does this thing. says, no, don't, you're wrong. It's this gun. And you're like, well, okay. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Fine, fuck you. Like, that's kind of the, the point. And that it's, is the, it's, the, yeah, that is when you get into, like you said, like when you get into the, even the like dipping your toe level of like, what is everybody saying about Crucible? Yeah. They will just shout at you and tell you, "No, you're wrong." Exactly. Like, why are you? Why are you using an auto rifle? You should be using it. And I can see why. Which and yeah. th- and again, that kind of flows into like the like I assume to Activision that looks good when you put it in front of like a like a how successful is my game thing? Like, look at the engagement on this thing. Sorry, two seconds. Hello. Oh, sorry. Give me two minutes. Yep. Hey, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, fine, fine. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, 
but yeah, like I mean, there's a whole bunch of issues around this, and a lot of it is me discovering a genre for the first time, right, and finding the yeah, the way like, these communities work, right. The, yeah, the like meta community and the like take everything from comp community is has been alive and well on the internet forever. Oh, like, sure. In the start, especially in the start of games that I play, you see it all the fucking time. Yeah, it exactly. Is, this is my first get, thing. My first exposure to some of this yeah, stuff is is getting getting beat down by people who are like they are better than you at the game. Mm-hmm. They are a hundred percent better than you, but them being better than you and then telling you why they're better than you. And then telling you you're wrong because of X, Y, and Z is not great, but yeah. that's that. But that's the way these things. That's work. how. It, that's just how it works. Yep. Yeah, totally. And this, like the the elder council that you are, um, referring back to, like, yes, they don't exist. Like they're not like a, a actual like. But the the group of people that are determining this are doing it. Because A, it's what they like doing and they like they like figuring out these number of things. They're crazy people that enjoy doing stuff like this. Yeah. But they it is it, more similar to the speedrunning community than you think. Yeah. Because they go like, hey, we've crunched the numbers on this, and there is like XYZ that is really good at PvP for this reason and this reason, and this reason. We figure this out, here you go. And then people go out and use it and like use it in raids and use it in strikes and all that sort of stuff, and then go yeah, you're right, this is actually really good for XYZ reason. They also come back and go like, I don't think this is as good as you think it is because of XYZ. Because they're not looking at it from the perspective of this is how this works in play. They're looking at it from a perspective of like, yes, we understand what this is going to be used for in the game, but from a state of neutrality of like, what does this mean in terms of numbers? That's what they're looking at it for in terms Mm -hmm. of like, high level what is doing the most damage here yeah totally and then you get into play and you realize oh it's not working as well as you thought it would yeah totally it's, yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's interesting to see but um, i can i can 100 percent understand your frustrations yeah. with all of this stuff but again like i'm i'm there's very there's very little chance of me ever getting to that level anyway but yeah, it's, a, totally, it's yeah. a thing to, it's a thing to see right you I, are you are never ever going to get to the point where you want to try and get reckless so you no. do not have to worry about this totally. shit so which is fine Anyway. I had to, and it was terrible. But <laughs> also, hearing your frustrations of man, this sucked, but I've got this gun. I hate it. Like... Yeah, I hate my, I hate myself for doing it. But again, it was a lot like the dredging title, where I got really close to it accidentally, yeah. and then was like, okay, I could maybe try it. And then when I started trying for it, it then went yeah. crazy. But oh. well, anyway, we'll be che- we'll be checking back in with this as we go. I'm sure. But yeah, um, yeah, um, we've gone a bit long, but I'll just quickly mention two news stories that I thought were interesting mm-hmm. uh, the first one fucking negative latency <laughs> oh my god has been that was that was the I, I have never been more excited to send you a message than <laughs> when I sent the words negative latency in all caps oh. spaced out to you so this it was fucking brilliant it so this so came good. from Google Stadia Stadia's vice president of engineering Madge Baker Bakar sorry Reportedly told Edge that the company's upcoming. This is from the uh, Kotaku article. Reportedly told Edge that the company's upcoming cloud streaming game console will have negative latency. In quotes, predicting player button presses to reduce lag. Quote. Yep. Ultimately, we think in a year or two we'll have games that are running faster and feel more responsive in the cloud than they do locally, regardless of how powerful the local machine is. Bakar said. What? <laughs> that is orders of magnitude of bullshit that I've never heard before in my entire yeah. life. Right. So like latency being like the time it takes for you to 
over the network press a button and for that to react in game to do you doing yes. something that's generally or yeah. i mean it's 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 more complicated than that but generally like lower latency means your actions occur quicker that's kind of how this works yeah negative latency is not physically possible it is a them them saying that they're going to have an algorithm that can predict button presses that causes negative latency is not that that doesn't mean that they're going to have negative latency it means they're going to reduce the latency by a lot but it doesn't mean they're going to have negative latency where it's so fast that you can't even it would mean that the character does the thing before you even press the button. Yeah, exactly. Which is not what happens. And again, like, for this kind of stuff, yeah. So, like, I can maybe see a technical way they do this, right? Where, which is crazy, and I don't know if it's technically possible, but I can see it. Where you get to a point in a game where you, uh, the, AI, the trained AI says the character will probably jump because they're approaching... A cliff. A ledge. Or right. Whatever, Take yeah. an Assassin's Creed, right? And you're running towards the edge of a cliff that is relatively sure that the characters are either going to jump or they're going to turn back, right? Yeah. Theoretically, the software at that point could then go, well, we will continue to render the path where they jump and the path where they don't. And then very quickly, sure. you then shut off one of those paths once the user makes a decision. And at that point, that's more responsive because theoretically it's already there but also like in order to be able to do that you're so separating the user from the controls that just like what is the how are you ever how are you you even playing the game anymore right like it's just yeah it's such a like and it's not even in the thing like even if i look at the original the article that they're talking about um and it wouldn't even let me it wouldn't even let me go but it was an edge so i can't actually see the thing but like negative latency is not like capitalized with a trademark. Like they're saying it as a no. Thing. He said he said it like it was a totally normal thing that you can do. Exactly. Like and yeah. also like ultimately we think we will have games running faster and feel more responsive in the cloud than they do locally. It's just not like you don't you can't do like no the laws of physics not possible. Laws yeah. of physics deny you from doing that. And again, like the word feel is doing a lot of legwork in that sentence. Yeah. yeah. Because like. Yeah, it's just, it's such a wild sentence to say out loud. It it's was just, it was great. Ugh, seeing the, seeing the words negative latency. Yeah, was, negative latency. Ugh, this is like this is the the head of like the, the head of engineering or what was the head of engineering? Head of technical engineering. Head of technical engineering. Guy? Yeah, for head starting. of technical engineering for the guy that that wants to that wants to make streaming video games the biggest thing on the planet. Like, if streaming video games works, it's such a paradigm shift for how video games work. Totally. And he wants that to happen, and it says shit like negative latency on a public platform. Exactly. And that and that's the it's thing. Great. Like, a lot of this is... Like, the thing I described earlier that I don't think will ever be done, but it's technically possible, you need to do that at a like, game engine level. Like, you cannot just retrofit that onto a thing that already yeah. exists. Yeah. So that means that people would then have to do work specifically for Stadia, which means that Stadia becomes more expensive as a platform to develop for, and all that. Like, it's a thing that you can't like. All of these situations, all of these cloud platforms need to be able to deal with exactly the same thing that they're, in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty need to deal with the same thing that they are shipping on a disc or digitally to an actual live console or thing. It needs to be the same software, or else they're just not going to get the uptick they need. Where Whereas the the only way they can do it right now is that Google Stadia says, yeah, like fucking ship as your disk or ship as your install package and we'll yeah. put it on Stadia. Like it's basically free for you to do this. It's the only way they get 
yeah, it's it's interesting. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I kind of briefly want to mention, and we're not going to add anything to this that hasn't already been said, but like, fuck Blizzard's having a week, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh boy, they are having a bad time. Uh, Brad, couple of weeks. So this kind of started yeah. from the, was it Blitzchung? Is that the dude's name? Blitzchung, yeah. He's a Hearthstone player who, in a post-match interview from the Asia-Pacific Grandmasters of Hearthstone, was wearing a mask and said... Uh, what was it? Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age, in a direct reference to the protests yeah. having Hong Kong. Was, right yeah, now. when he when he when he won when he won the tournament, he, when he was getting interviewed, he just said this, yep. and that was the. And also, like the watching, like I watched the clips that were going around, and watching the commentator just like what feels like jokingly, but I don't know how joking it actually was. Like dive under the table and not be associated yeah. with this thing just that's happening right now. Even, yeah, um, is a is a wild thing to watch but basically then blizzard followed that up by then saying he's then been banned from hearthstone esports for 12 months and his winnings were taken away yep reduction sorry also like they referenced the they directly referenced the terms and conditions of the hearthstone grandmasters and the section here is uh engaging in any act in blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public distribute sorry public distribute offends a portion or group of the public or otherwise damages Blizzard's image but result in the removal from Grandmasters and the reduction of the player's prize total to zero, which yep. is a lot of words of saying we're taking your money back. Yeah. Um, reduction you of your prize total. You do any bad shit, we're taking your money. Yeah. Um, so this then brought on a whole shit ton of stuff um, where like there was a Blizzard walkout from some members of staff yep. um, they covered up sections of the statue outside their the, the main Blizzard building which have things like... Um, was it like, like f- develop for the whole world or something like that? Yeah. Is one of their core principles, which like protest, uh, which people walked out and covered up as a sign of protest and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of this comes from the fact that like China own a, sec- a, a section of Activision who own Blizzard, and yeah. the, the the assumption is that they don't want Blizzard don't want to piss off the Chinese government, yeah. which is a big fucking deal for a lot of their games who do which do very well in China. Um. And then, so then they, they, so they, they took this guy's prize money, which has now been returned to him, and his yes, his, his suspension has been reduced to six months, I think it is. Yeah, um, they let go of two casters who were involved in this. Another caster resigned in protest. Yep. Uh, there was yeah the one of one of the the Western casters, a guy called Brian Kibler, who was yeah. like professional Magic player turned professional Hearthstone player was going to come in a tournament and then just said, I am done playing Hearthstone until this is sorted out. So he just didn't play Hearthstone anymore. Yeah. So Uh, Think globally and lead responsibly was the two of the things on the the statue that they they, they then covered up. Um, This got bigger than I assumed it would. Yeah, it got massive. It took over the internet. It's in a weird, like, maybe I'm just so jaded at this point about the things I think hardcore people like Blizzard fans care about. This was not a thing I assumed it would be on the list, but I appreciate that it's happening, right? That um, yeah. that there's, yeah, just straight up protest for this. It's what you're doing. And yeah. then, so then also Riot put out a statement that League of Legends players to, I'm trying to get the exact wording. Um, the global head of League of Legends Esports, John Needham, said that casters and players have been told to, share, to not to share, quote, sensitive topics such as politics or religion in a message posted to the League of Legends Esports Twitter account. Uh, 
These quote this is from this the statement. These topics are often incredibly nuanced, nuanced and require deep understanding and a willingness to listen and cannot be fairly represented in the forum our broadcast provides. Therefore, we remind our casters and pro players to refrain from discussing any of these topics on air. Um, and then they actually direct, to be fair to them, they directly reference the what's happening. Um, it also reflects we have a number of riot employees and fans in regions where there have been, where there have has been, or there is risk of political and social unrest, including places like Hong Kong. We believe our responsibility to do our best to ensure that statements or actions on our official platforms do not escalate potentially sensitive situations. Which I get the sentiment, but I also don't believe it because, yeah. like, you, this is the the whole the word platform has become such a bad thing in 2019 right like facebook's a platform like is it fuck right like you do not get as a platform you do not get to dictate what people say really like if people want to come up and say their thing like yes you could shut them down or like or or make a statement after it saying like the views of these people in fact there's probably a thing at the start of these things like the the views of our our esports um competitors do not reflect those of blizzard or riot or fucking whatever like there are ways of dealing with that and saying like these people are these people, they can do what they want, they're not us, we don't own them. Except that they kind of do, because it's League of Legends not like a contracted esports thing with it's Riot. It's a franchise thing, and yeah, but you like Riot, contracts. But and, Riot yeah. still control the contracts. And all that stuff. Again, Riot, partially owned by Tencent, yep. we were a Chinese company. Um, yep. Yeah, it's wild. And then to top all of this off, uh, BlizzCon is next week? Week after? Yes. And people are already, or two weeks? And people yeah. are already planning protests. Yeah, there are already like active it's, stuff going on. It's kind of it's kind of heartwarming to see that the community actually cares enough totally. to do something like this. Is it, it feels really good. It, like I say, it feels like having watched for years and years and years what gamers with a Z care about, <laughs> like these millennials and their video games. Well, I'm, I'm not even talking. I'm talking about the subsection who are like, yes, fucking stop taking my booby games away like that's that's the oh, image yeah, yeah, that a yeah. lot of this comes across as so for them to be for a group of people to then be switched on enough to then be like actually the geopolitics of china as a government and their interactions with yeah. this stuff like that's kind of reassuring in a way that it's not all just like kids throwing their toys at the, the pram yeah, totally. right? yeah. um which is a good thing to see but yeah i don't know we'll see how um we'll see how it develops and yeah fucking i bet blizzard are worried about blizzcon they are i would i would be scared if i were there yep for sure yeah um cool i i think that's all i've got so far what is coming up next week there's stuff next week as well by the way uh yeah i know uh Uh, i am going to take a look at disco elysium that's coming out that's the big one that i know about next week um with the report you, you say that's the big one that is that is not a game that anybody has ever heard of. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, for us, but um, for me, for me, yes, yeah, Disco Elysium yeah. is a game I've been looking at and paying attention to for a very long time, and it is very interesting, and I hope it's very good. So I don't yeah, really know totally. What. Um, Felix the Reaper comes out next week as well, which is a game which had a cool trailer at E3, which I need to see what that thing is actually about. Um, and then Outer Worlds is oh next, shit yeah two weeks that's away. not next week that's two weeks twenty fifth yeah. yeah that comes out um oh Felix the Reaper was that weird game with that fat dude in it right yeah but with the fact the, the, the skull weird mask head. and the headphones yeah yeah I don't know I don't I had, a, that yeah the cool looking trailer I have no idea what the game's actually about but we'll see 
Um, and then After Party will be the week after that. So, yeah, there's some stuff. Um, Isn't After Party the same week as um, Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds is the 25th, which is a Friday. After Party is the following Tuesday. Oh, okay, sure. Which is cool. And that's coming out on a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, so there's there's stuff. Um, we should probably, there is stuff. For the site, we should probably do something with John Wick, because I want to see how you play that game. Um, Me specifically? Yeah, because I want to yeah. see. I want to learn some stuff uh, to see if I'm sure. doing stuff wrong. Um, I would quite like you to try some of what the fuck was that other game? There was something else that was going to like. Oh, I, that was the other thing I didn't talk about, but I can talk about it next time. Is I played What the Golf from start to finish. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Thing that game is yeah. excellent, and I really want to put you down in front of that thing just to see if okay. you react the same sure. way I do. Um, stuff in there. Um, I, I for I for sure will probably want to do a video with uh, Disco Elysium. Yes, we I, we definitely want to look at that. Yeah. Um, second part of the Blade Runner playthrough will be up this week with the edited version, and I might stream the next bit on Thursday. But don't hold me to that. Depends how work goes, and a bunch of stuff. So gamingstart.com yeah. is the website where you can find all of our videos, articles, and podcasts. Will be up there. We are on YouTube.com/slash/gamingstart. If you subscribe there, you get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Gaming and Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address. If you want to get in touch, and we will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye bye.